0: All right, we're live. It's October already. The temperature has changed. Our few deciduous trees are going golden on us. And I am pondering the progress that we've made so far on this podcast. And we've had several... Prominent minds respond to invitations to uh, add their voices to this podcast. And the structure of the podcast depends on the voices that get involved in the podcast. So the metaphor that I'm going for here is... This podcast could turn into the voices in a single head discussing perspectives that are available to each individual voice, but can only be shared with the other voices via words, like, If you were dear reader, and I were the author, and I were speaking to you, I would acknowledge that I can see things through my window that you cannot see through yours. But we can discuss those things we both know by experience, having gone down the same Trail with these voices in our heads. And the podcast can grow into something where it's actually grown up adult human beings discussing ways that individuals might, by acting in a certain way, actually doing. Something that changes next. <clears throat> My personal point of view is that the only thing that we can change and the only thing that is not completely determinable is next the idea of next that not now but before now after a next nexus is maybe they call those things the next us The next manifestation of human beings who are so augmented that they can communicate with one another, one and other, via voice across time. I could be saying this 50 years from your now, and you wouldn't know which direction. could be any you know the bubble the bubble is a much more viable explanation for how things began than a bang <clears throat> I'm just saying tetrahedrons are something that we'll have to look into in this podcast as well they're a very simple thing to smallest, imaginable, solid, that consists of lines and points and planes and whatever it is that makes things solid. There's a lot to think about in this world. There's a lot to talk about. So this is what I am hoping will develop. Conversations about heaven. Conversations about hell. Conversations about whether Billy Graham was for real. And conversations about whether or not the people who say they believe what he believes... Are for real. Conversations about the people who. Lay hands on the sick. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. and Wednesday evening and. Home Bible study. They keep doing that. As if by doing the same thing the same way. There are going to be miraculous results someday and those will be substantiated by our faith as opposed to our faith being the substance of the things we hope for. There's a difference. My faith is not making it happen. My hope is guaranteeing That it is happening. And when somebody takes that hope away from me or somehow tries to prevent my holding on to that hope, well, from my current situation, my current stage of life, my role as a man who prayed since his 20s for wisdom and knowledge, and understanding. No lie. I prayed, and prayed, and prayed for wisdom, and knowledge, and understanding. But then when I got to be 68 years old, a retired school teacher said to a room full of people, but I took it personally <clears throat> she said this is your homework go home and ask god to show you all the lies that you believe about him or anything else that was third week of july 2016 This is uh, October something, 2018. The past two years plus have uh, granted me opportunity to dare to not care if you can hear me clearing my throat. That's in the past. We are... Involved in life at a time when no others of our kind have ever been involved with life. Whatever differences we make by learning new things and doing new things by virtue of what we have learned to do. We are learning to communicate. We are learning to have the same words in our mouths that are in our minds. And we are able to capture those ideas that are in those words and transmit them directly into one another's minds, willingly open to the conversation, the making of ideas into words with which Things can be done. Things can be done with words. Singers know that. Songwriters know it. Poets know it in a different way. Poets are something else. They're not exactly common as people sometimes imagine. But neither is magic when you know that magic is what magi know how to do, as technique is what techies know how to do, technically. All right, there's going to be more. Got to go. All right, I'm back, and uh, the throat-clearing thing is probably going to happen, so what? The thought has crossed my mind that I have an opportunity here, I have an opportunity to tell a story from the beginning to someone who's never heard the story told before. And this idea came to me long time ago. I was a, a much younger man, and I was planting almond trees with a crew of Christian culties in the San Joaquin Valley near Colinga, I believe, and there was this short, stout Mayan fella named Al Olivo, and Al came up to me one day while we were smashing coffee beans in a white hotel towel with a 24-ounce framing hammer. Al came up and said tell me what the Bible says <laughs> Right man. Read the Bible. Said, no, no, I want I want you to tell me what it says. He says but you know man, you know the story. You've read the story. We've read the stories together. I mean we've been doing this for a couple of years now, Al. I could call him Al. And he says, no, I think you should tell this story until you can tell it right. And why? you know, over the years, your memories of things change, and it might not have been exactly that way. Just, that was the seed or the, the spore, that, that little bit of leaven. You know, like Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. It's like some little bitty living thing that all you have to do is put it in an environment where it can live, and it will live. That's how yeast works. You know, it can hang out in your cupboard for God only knows how long. But one day you decide that you're going to bake some bread and you're going to use some flour that's got gluten in it. And so you want to use this particular kind of yeast that can make some really big bubbles in some real gluteny flour. And, you know, maybe we'll get a, a sourdough starter kit going that we can share with all our friends throughout the winter and so on and so forth. Things like that used to happen. People used to share their yeast. They used to share their leaven. Well, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, that little bit of leaven, about tell the story until you get it right then tell it right. So, I'm telling it. Telling what I know and that crosses over into what I believe at several points along the way. But every time I tell this story, I discover. And discover is the kind of a word that we always think we understand until we pause to one of those sila moments. Dis, 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 dis. Dis is somehow like the same as un, right? Dis and un. Dis and un. But this seems like you are uncovering something that was hidden from you. Something that was known to others but had not been known to you. Discovering such things in stories that have been told forever depending upon when forever actually begins. We we are not settled on that at this point. The story that I'm going to tell has to do with everything. All the way up to the point where the fewest number of people that archaeologists can agree upon were ever upon the earth at its at its low point population wise, say in the past million years or whatever. <clears throat> Whenever that point in time was, and for most of the people that, you know, start comparing what they agree upon and what they're using to base their time frame on, many of them are hitting this area around 12,000 years from 2018 going the other direction so we're going to say 12 to 15,000 years in the other direction from where I am right now so if you're listening to this 50 years from now you'll know which direction you're going to look At that point in time, that's roughly when the building of Gobekli Tepe took place. It's the time that the Akkadian Empire began to grow and the Sumerians began to grow. And it's significant that the Bible talks about the city where the Akkadian Empire grew up as being the first of the cities that Nimrod built. So there's a guy in really ancient history as far as archaeology and science is able to go. And that guy corresponds to a guy that's in the Hebrew ontology of how things got to be the way they are now. And I came to where I am now through a door that I found in that Hebrew story. And the story I'm going to tell starts with that guy, Nimrod. And what happened during the part of his life that will fit into the window of this story. The smallest population of human beings on the earth had been growing for now, we're, we're going to go to numbers here. If we went with the Hebrew story, we're going to say eight people was the smallest number of people that were ever on the planet at a single time. And, oh, no, creationists, blah, blah, blah. I saw on the Discovery Channel or somewhere that they believe, they being you know the people who do research on dogs in this case, they believed that all dogs came from a single litter born to a particular bitch in Mongolia now they can conjecture about that right That eight puppies from this single mother to account for I imagine the mitochondrial you know the, the same reason that humans need to have Eve because when we look at the way we are built, we discover that we all have the same mother's mitochondria manufacturing equipment inside of us. And, you know, that particular manufacturing equipment inside of us is essential for us having any power Whatsoever, I mean, that's like where our body's batteries are built in the instructions that were carried into our body in the mitochondrial DNA in the cytoplasm of our mother's egg. It's been the same all the way back to a single female mom. I mean, just about any kind of knowledgeable person who claims that uh, facts is facts we will say, yep, there is a, a Mito mom down the line somewhere. You know, they pretty sure it wasn't a bonobo, but they don't know. We'll find out all kinds of more stuff because one of the rules to this story is that it is honest to God. It's a never-ending story. I always thought that was just like some trippy dude. But, you know, it was goofy. That kid story, you know, the movie with the rock monster and all that kind of stuff. But did you notice that they used that basic rock monster from the never-ending story... When they, when they took that guy from A Beautiful Mind and, and made him into Noah, and they changed the story that I'm going to tell when they made that movie about Noah. But the character that got away on the boat, you know, Tubal Cain, he had a daughter on the boat. A lot of folks agree that Noah's wife was a woman named Naamah, and Naamah was Tublecane's sister or his cousin. But she came from that family that basically were the first to figure out how to smelt metals. I mean, how powerful a family would that have been, right? They would have been like, Titans—they would have been like gods, you know. In the smallest population that's ever been imagined on that—that that whole story, we're talking about a phenomenon that happened sometime in the history of the planet that we live on, where. People in a bunch of different places on the globe at nearly the same time learned how to smelt metal. They learned how to turn wood into charcoal and then they learned how to blow through reeds or make clay pipes that they could force feed fanned air through to raise the temperature to... Melt the ore and float the slag and throw it away. There was a copper age that happened, but it happened in a bunch of different places at what to me seems like strangely coincidental moments in history as if in each of those places there was a cluster of people who were just learning to be a people because their ability to speak was all they had. They had no language. They had no words. They had nothing but family pigeon that they could share with one another. And these are not big groups of people, you know. They're parts of a population that was scattered near the time of this Nimrod guy that we're talking about. And the way the Hebrews tell the story sounds pretty similar to several other stories that are told about events that caused the breakup of the first civilization. All kinds of different ways of telling this story, but the one that I'm going to tell has Jesus in it. And due to that fact, I'm going to stop being so scatterbrained. (laughs) And I'm going to pull up the notebook that has the outline. If I don't come back for a couple of days, that's what I'm doing. Adios.